Livermore Live Music presents Spotlight. Shining a light on Livermore's incredible music scene. Here are your hosts, Rob Allen and Kevin Snyder. Hey, welcome everybody. We're coming to you today from the incredible studios of Advanced Creative in Livermore, California. And our special spotlight guest today is Page Mill Winery. We have Dane Stark and Debbie Cristiano from Page Mill Winery. Welcome. Thank you guys so much for being Hello. here. Thank Thanks you. for having us. <laughs> hey, we always like to start off with a little bit of refreshment for our guests. Uh, normally, I tell everybody what that refreshment is ahead of time. But um, we thought it would be fun since, Dane, you're a winemaker and Debbie, you're a sommelier and you've run a couple of uh, wine tasting <laughs> rooms to you. Yeah. Livermore. <laughs> well, if you're not, you should be. So so um, we'll, we'll announce it in a second. But I thought we would just start by uh, cheers. No, start with the wine. And uh, just t- tell me what you think. Uh, I picked this out uh, this morning for our broadcast. Tell me what you think. Yeah. Oh, I got I to gotta follow Dane. I got to see what he does. So I know how to do it right. Ooh. Delicious. That's pretty good, huh? So we'll take a guess. What we're uh, what we're drinking here? It's like a doe dancing through it. <laughs> a dewy meadow. Right. With a hint of a hint of blueberries and yeah. <laughs> that's good stuff. So that's uh, I hope that's, that's mine. Page, it is. That's <laughs> very good. Yeah, that's Page Mill Ventner Select Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, 2016. Nice. Uh, Sauvignon, of course, is French for man. That's really good. You're right. Yeah. Um, we also have something else. Now, this one may or may not tickle your fancy. If you don't like it, then please don't drink it. Um, but this is from Sutherland oh. Distilleries, right? Local Livermore uh, Craft Distillery, and uh, this is their uh, rum, and it's called Navy Strength Rum, and not for nothing is it called that. So uh, take a little sip, you'll go wow. And then let it finish, and you'll understand why when, you know, the sailors have been out looking at the briny ocean in 20-degree weather for an hour, they come in and have a, have a sip of this. I do enjoy rum. I like that a lot. Yum. Wow. Hey, I just found out. Uh, so, wait, 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 wait. Oh. <laughs> oh. I just wanted to share that this really swabs my deck. <laughs> No sound effect for that? I made it. <laughs> How about that one? Uh, and to, to, to quote from Pirates of the Caribbean, why the rum? Nothing, nobody from that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Um, honest- <laughs> You're giving me lots of opportunities to play with this right Every here. day, right? Yeah. Uh, on a serious note, I do have tinnitus, but I just found out that they have a helpline. I'm disappointed, though. I called it. It just rang and rang. <laughs> Okay, so uh, I thought it wasn't time for the bad joke pass. Right <laughs> yeah, now. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, getting a jump on myself here. Hey, so today we're going to talk to you guys a little bit about um, your backgrounds. Uh, you know how you got to where you are today. Some of the things that have brought you to Page Mill and to live music at Page Mill. Um, we certainly want to talk a little bit, not exclusively, but about live music. You guys have you know a wonderful venue for live music and you have live music there a lot. So we want to kind of chat with you about that, some of your experiences with having bands here and so forth. Um, and then plans for the future, things you've got in the works um, and make sure at the end to have, that you have a chance to 
talk to us about anything that we forgot to ask about. Uh, let me start off by, though, making sure that you have a chance. We only can have two guests at a time, but there may be some other, I imagine there are some other folks from PageMail that you want to acknowledge and recognize. So let me start by asking, you know, who else uh, do you wish could be here with us to, to talk about PageMill? Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> the whole family, but we'd fill this room. Yeah. <laughs> In production alone, we've got Joe and Jack and Enrique, um, who are the heart and soul of the production. And, and then uh, our tasting room, we've got Edie, and Enrique also works in there. We've got Annette. We've got all kinds of great people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, we'll come back to it in a minute. But Tommy also, I, I can never pronounce his last name correctly. Vanute. Thank you. Um, so we'll talk about him because he's, I, I don't know if he's a full-time employee of Pedro, but I, but I think he's really important to some of the things you're doing. So we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But let's uh, let's talk a little bit about your own backgrounds. Debbie, let's start with you. So, you know, where'd you grow up? How did you get into the wine tasting <laughs> business, et cetera, et cetera? Well, I grew up in San Bruno um, on the peninsula, and uh, my background is in recreation. So I went to Cal Poly, got a degree in, in recreation, and from there was planning events and activities, uh, mostly in nursing homes and retirement communities. Mm -hmm. So mostly working with seniors. Um, I did work with kids for a long time as well. And um, kind of got into the wine business through the back door. Yeah. <laughs> uh, started with coffee, as you know, you've been to our... Oh, that's right. You, you and your husband, Joe ran the Cafe Paradiso. Yes. Right. Which, uh, coincidentally, my wife and I used to go and visit on a regular basis. And your daughter worked. And my daughter worked. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's right. Yeah. Jesse yeah. worked for you for a while, yeah? Yeah. So when I when I left, um, or when we sold the cafe, I, I went and worked for another winery uh -huh. and um, then ended up at Page Mill. And you ended up, you were the tasting room manager at the other winery. Mm -hmm. And then you left there and ended up um, at Page Mill, uh, now you're the tasting room manager there, yeah? Yes. And tiny bit owner. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, I didn't know that was an option. Like, I got <laughs> I got 20 bucks here. If, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got to put in the time, too. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, uh, and, Dane, what about you? Tell us a little bit about your background and how you became a winemaker and came to own Page Mill. Well, I uh, grew up in the business. My dad, when he was 45, was selling lasers around the world and saw um, a small family-owned winery as his um, his way to accomplish what he wanted, when, one of which was to see more of his kids growing up, because at the time he was traveling all over Europe and everything, uh, missing out on football games and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and he also wanted to do his own thing, uh, wanted to be home-based, and he saw these little family-owned wineries in the Rheingau with eight or ten barrels underneath the house, and he thought, I'm going to give that a shot. Okay. So in 75, he made 15 gallons of Chenin Blanc, it turned out it was undrinkable. My uncle called it Urena Blanca. And with that winemaking experience under his belt, uh -huh. he literally quit his job, dug a hole into the house, and started making wine. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So 76 was the, the, the inaugural vintage at Page Mill. Um, how, and how did it, why was it called Page Mill? So it's called Page Mill Winery because the winery started um, underneath my parents' house on Page Mill Road in Los Altos Hills. Okay, yeah, makes sense. Over on the peninsula. Um, I went away to college, uh, it'll surprise you to know much preferring beer and, uh, spent my junior year abroad in France, uh, studying yeah. enology at the university of Bordeaux, which is where I fell in love with the wine. And, uh, when I came back, I realized what my dad was doing was pretty cool. And, and I've been, uh, 89 is my first professional harvest. Um, and so I've been doing it ever since. That's fantastic. 
And uh, I'll comment, I happen to know. So, so because of that experience and maybe other things too, but you speak fluent French. Uh, I used to speak really fluent French. Now I, 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 I speak French. Because uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to mention earlier, um, in addition to the, the wine and the rum, we also have uh, un, un bottier d'eau, which Dane will tell you is French for, that's a $10 bottle of water. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> it's French. All right. <laughs> Um, one of the things about um, page mail that has been written up in a number of magazines and newspapers over the last few years is biodynamic farming. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about that. So at page mail, um, uh, page mail winery is, is a, you bring yourself and, and all of your um, personalities to, to your business, as you guys know. Um, and uh, one thing that I've always been focused on is sustainability um, and the future that we're leaving to our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, at Page Mill, we, we, um, that comes out in several ways. One of them is that we're organic. We're trying not to put uh, chemicals into the environment, uh, load the streams with, with bad stuff, et cetera. Um, the BYOB program, uh, once a month you can fill a bottle. Because, Bring your own bottle. Because recycling is good, mm-hmm. reusing is better. Um, and uh, another way that, that, that we do it is... is um, um, through the biodynamics of the vineyards is where we're trying to tune in the vineyard and, and nature uh, to really tune everything in so that uh, we're making the best wines possible. I think I saw it described in one article uh, and maybe this was Tommy when he was talking about saying treating the, the area, right? The page mill estate as a single living organism and just think of it that way and everything it's connected to each other and, all of the organics that you do. Um, it's not just that you use organic fertilizers or that, I mean, you, you have a whole philosophy about how you run your whole estate as a single organism, which I think, I think is fantastic. Exactly. If I had a little bit more space and, and, and maybe a little more time and probably a lot more money, I could, I could really take it to the next level. Um, but, but, what we're trying to do uh, on sort of a microcosm is is essentially treat it where uh, if you close the gates, uh, everything would happen within that space. And and uh, the things that um, that you're taking from the environment, you're putting back into the environment. Right. Um, one thing that we're we're trying to do is uh, educate the public on um, on what that looks like. And 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 when we went organic, I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, when I moved here to Livermore. And, and bought the property where the winery is, my neighbor, um, who grows the Tazetta Syrah, uh-huh. um, which is just bo- adjacent to the, to the tasting room, um, she, uh, she and I uh, became friends, and I started making that Syrah. And I was managing our vineyard, and she said, why don't you manage uh, my vineyard? And I said, absolutely not. If in two years you still want me to do it, then I'll do it. And the reason is this. Um, if you looked out into her vineyard, it was as, uh, there were as many weeds as this table right here. Mm-hmm. It looked like this table. And the way you get that is by spraying weed killer and pre-emergent weed, huh. weed killer that kills green on contact and pre-emergent that sits in the soil and okay. kills anything that starts to grow in the next mm-hmm. 90 days. Uh-huh. And so, um, and so she looked at that vineyard and, and that's the way that she wanted it. Right. Well, it took me a couple years to uh, have her witness what was going on next door and see the weeds and have me explain why there are weeds under our vines and, and it looks a little bit a little bit rugged. Um, and she came to understand uh, we, we hadn't ad- added, added any fertilizers to the vineyard. Don't, we don't need to because of the, because of, uh, the way that the soil is treated. 
Um, and so then she came around and she said, okay, let's go organic. And so now if you look at the Desetta Vineyard next uh -huh, to the tasting yeah. room, they're both kind of wild. That's that's a great story. And I think there's been a few other vineyards in the in the valley that have come to you and expressed interest in your approach to all of this. Well, uh, so right now um, I'm managing three vineyards. I got the Tizetta Vineyard next door, mm -hmm. um, our estate vineyard, and then the Chandler Vineyard, which is a Chardonnay over in Caltaf Commons. Yeah. Those are the three I'm managing. That's awesome. Uh, on your estate there at Page Mill, which is that's so that's on North Livermore. North Just before Avenue. it turns into Tesla. Exactly. Right? Um, you grow Petite Syrah there, right? That's Which right. is a wonderful wine. I love your Petite Syrah. And Thank then, you. Yeah. Um, I, we'll come back to this in a minute, but I would also note that you are also a musician. I you, try to be. I'm not really, but I... I, I, I think you're I think you selling yourself short. <laughs> I mean, I, we've heard you play at Page Mill and at other places, and um, you've played by yourself. I know you've played a number of gigs with uh, as a duo with... John Thayer, That's right. who is, he's from the Monkey Lizards, very entertaining, you know, specific songwriter, great following. Uh, and you and John have played a number of times. And then you also, are, you're fronting a band uh, called Icelandic Underbelly. Icelandic Underbelly. Yeah. yeah. Which uh, uh, nobody will be surprised to know that you have uh, Danish roots. Right. Well, yeah. Swedish, actually. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I think the Swedes and Danes were mortal enemies, but I got, I, I got the, the moniker... Nordicus and uh, Icelandic underbelly kind of flowed from that. So. Okay, got it. Yeah. So we'll, we'll come back and uh, maybe touch on that a little bit. So let's talk a little bit about live music at, at Page Mill. So, I mean, you've had the, the Page Mill winery in Livermore has been open for a uh, long time. 15 years. 2004, yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, and I don't know if you originally had live music from time to time, but now you have live music there on a regular basis. You have it at least twice a month and sometimes more often than that. How did that, how did that come to pass? Um, well, it's a natural fit, I think, um, because, uh, the, the you know, I, I've, I was a struggling poet for all of my life until I realized I'm actually not a poet. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a wannabe musician. Uh -huh. Um, and, um, I always used to say, um, wine is my livelihood and, and, and poetry is my passion. Um, so there's, you know, there's a, a real confluence of, of all that creative energy. Um, I think it's a perfect fit. Don't you? Yeah, oh, I, I, right. I absolutely I, do. I'm in agreement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think also um, once we extended the patio and paved or, um, you know, did the cement patio and right. extended the upper deck, it gave us more of a viable venue to have bands outside. And right, right. I understand. Without, you know, sitting in the rain. <laughs> So I don't know. I mean, so so for people who don't know or aren't familiar with Page Mill, first of all, go get familiar with it because it's a wonderful venue. Um, and I'm not sure which came first, the chicken or the egg in terms of bands and the expansion. But originally, you just had the tasting room and you had some French doors that opened on the outside. But the rest of the grounds there, not not the, the vineyard estate, but the rest of near the tasting room was just like gravel and dirt and, you know, sort of unfinished. Um, and then you eventually paved the first half of that and built a really nice, uh, it's not a pergola, it's a, you know, overhang or whatever with lights and electric heaters and a, and a ceiling fan and created that great little environment. And then a while later you got a, a, a tent, a, a, I don't know what you call it, but an entertainment tent and extended that even further back. So now as a venue, I mean, I love going to page mill and listening to bands play there and we've played there a couple of yeah. times and it, and it's fantastic because uh, it's an all-weather venue. There aren't that many of them in Livermore. There's a few. But if it's nice, then you've got this wood deck outside, and people are sitting inside your covered patio. If it's hot, 
you got the fans on and the sides of the of the deck down. If it's cold, you got you know the sides up and the heaters going. And if it's raining, you bring the band inside the tent and have the heaters going. And so you literally can have music twenty you know rather twelve months a, a year. Yeah, it's a it's just a wonderful uh, wonderful place. Wish we do. And for those of you who who um, uh, came to the winery in the first five or seven years, um, the tasting room actually where the tasting room is now was just a breezeway that was open. There were no walls. Uh, and the that. tasting room was inside the barrel room. So if you get a chance to step in and take a look at the barrel room, we painted the inside of the barrel room um, dark colors and we hung a curtain and that and, and when we had space, that was the tasting room. And uh, and uh, when I found out that Debbie was no longer working at her prior em- employment, um, I, I very quickly called her because I knew she was a perfect person for the job. Right. And uh, I said, look, we're going to build a tasting room. It's going to go right here. What do you think? <laughs> and I, I, that was nine, ten years ago. Nine and a half years ago. Yeah, yeah. interesting. So, yeah. And so we've been expanding and, and trying to make it a better and better music venue. Yeah, uh, and, and it's well, and also just a great place to go. Even when there's not music there, uh, you guys have. I mean, all your fantastic wines are they're, they're great. Um, but you also have cracker and cheese plates that you sell, or people can bring a picnic and just you know sit out there and eat. It's just a wonderful venue. Uh, you book. Most of the music there, or I assume he, she's doing all the booking there. At, Absolutely. At, uh, so I'm, I'm curious, um, like, how often do you get contacted by bands? People, do they walk in and drop off cards or send you emails hoping to find a, another place to play in Livermore? Is that a common thing? or Very common. Yeah. yeah. I, I would say once a week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, mostly, you know, people send emails or, um, or drop off their card, like you said. So um, we had a discussion uh, on an episode a few back that I, I'd ask you the same thing, which is, so what do you want to see from a band when they're looking, whether it's at Page Mail or anyplace else, but as a person who books bands at a, at a winery, what do you like to see from them that will help you understand whether they would be a good fit from there? And maybe equally important, like don't name names, but what, what is not helpful and what do you not need from them in order to, to get your attention? So I I typically want to actually see them in action. So mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times people say, "Oh, we're playing over at such and such, and uh, maybe come see us." So I would want to actually see them play, see what kind of crowd they draw, mm-hmm. that type of thing. Um, a lot of uh, people will send a CD or a um, a link to a YouTube video, which sometimes I'll check out, but that doesn't really tell me the, the kind of crowd they're bringing in. Got it. Yeah. Um, that type of thing. So it, it's helpful, but it's not the end all. <laughs> I, right. I understand. And are there lessons that you can pass on to prospective musicians about what not to do? Things that, you know, if someone does that to you, you, you sort of turn it off in your head and like you're not interested in them. I mean, if, if you don't have any experiences like that, that's fine. But the I'm, only thing I could think of is not showing up or being late and, you know, trying to bring in all of your equipment when our event has already started. Um, that would be a definite no-no. <laughs> right. Got it. Got it. Um, but we haven't had a lot of that. Uh, so you guys do have special events at um, PageMail from, you know, from time to time. Um, I know you've done a few, like, wedding receptions or wedding parties. Mm-hmm. You did uh, ha- or, uh, Halloween, uh, Valentine's Day dinner last year yeah. and you've tended to have live music of those things mm-hmm. um so barrel I mean, tasting yeah weekend. yeah right. we participate in all of the wine association or the valley-wide um events uh-huh. and almost always have music for those yeah as well 
So this is a little segment we're starting. Oh, well, I guess we've started it now. But uh, we're, we're just going to have some fun. And uh, it's kind of a break from the, from the meaningful questions and, and giving you some uh, kind of trivial questions. In fact, it's a lightning round. And I'm going to start. <laughs> and I'm going to start a timer. And we'll see how many you can do in a minute. Well, actually, there's two of you. So we'll do two minutes. Um, Are we competing against each other? No, there's. <laughs> oh, good. No, it's, a, well, it's a team sport. Yeah. Because yeah. I know all there, this. <laughs> in, in the immortal words of some guy with glasses, uh, it, uh, everything's made up on the spot and the points don't matter. <laughs> Perfect. So, uh, so I'll start with you, Debbie. Uh, favorite ice cream flavor? Wow. Um, oh, I didn't mean for it to be that hard right <laughs> off the bat. Well, you think about like it because you're next. Cream. I'm going to say. Something along the lines of Rocky Road. Okay. With okay. nuts and yeah, there you go. Maybe like okay. something else. Salted caramel. Oh, that's oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Okay, so he we wins. Need... Is that what <laughs> you're <laughs> saying? No, <laughs> I'm sorry. He did. Yeah. One for no, that. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm tuning into our minute here. Um, Dane, say a word in Spanish. Espanol. Wow. Good job. Was that right? No, you weren't. You were that supposed to say Spanish? a word oh, in Spanish. Oh, a word, a word in Spanish. Oh, so you lost a Debbie, point on that. Say a word in Spanish. I don't know. <laughs> you can pass. Pass. Okay. <laughs> uh, do you believe in fate, Debbie? Kind of, yeah. Uh, okay. No. No. No faith. No. You're gonna. You're not gonna carve it into the table or yeah. anything like that. Should I? No. no. Oh. Uh, your favorite number, Dane. Forty-seven. All right. Okay. It's the answer to the Dane. universe. Thirty-one. Thirty-one. Okay. Okay. Not the answer to the universe. Just thirty-one's a good number, though. Thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Debbie, who has it easier, men or women? Men. Debbie. Women. <laughs> You're Dane. <laughs> Men oh, have it really hard we're, trying we're, to remember the names. <laughs> Dane, who has it easier, men or women? Um, we both do. It's all easy. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to choose. Uh, okay. Right. Dane. You're married, yes. right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's obvious. Um, have you ever worn socks with sandals? No, absolutely not. Okay. Definitely not. Yeah, okay, good. That's a good answer. Um, name a primate besides monkeys and apes. Chimpanzee. Dane? Are there any others? Yeah, I don't know. I, oh, right. oh, I don't oh, have right. answers here. I'm just reading the questions. Oh, just the questions, huh? I've been fed orangutan. <laughs> <laughs> Not literally. <laughs> that was a little salty. It tasted like chicken. Yeah. A little salty. <laughs> I, if, if there's animal rights out there, I'm sorry. We're just kidding. We're just kidding here. Um, why can't we tickle ourselves? Uh, we can. Every uh, morning when I put on my socks, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> just before your sandals, right? Socks. <laughs> yeah, right. Because he just didn't want to admit to it. But around home, it's socks and sandals. Uh, can we tick? Uh, how? Why can't we tickle ourselves? Do you have a, a theory? I think we don't want to tickle ourselves. Uh, 
Good answer. <laughs> is there such a thing as objective beauty? Hmm. Man, these are hard questions. These are hard questions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say... Skip it. Thank you. Let's okay. move on. Can I answer that one? <laughs> yeah, you I can have Pretty much everyone would look at a sunset and go... That's objectively yeah, beautiful. I think that's objectively that's, beautiful. That's that's really good. Maybe. That's the poet in. That know, is the poet. Sorry. Um, Forty-seven. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Okay, I I'm gonna change that. What's the best age? The best what? Age. Age. Uh, fifty-two. Ah. Uh, just out of curiosity, Dan, how old are you? 52. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I bet you Debbie does not answer that. Right. <laughs> I'm going to say 21. Yeah, I'll go with that. Because she's 21. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, see, I'd go, I would go like 30, early 30s. Really? Yeah. Because. Right here and now, man. Okay. It's always 62. 62. He just got back from Hawaii. I know, right? (laughs) I'm feeling pretty relaxed. (laughs) It's all great. (laughs) Okay, two more questions. If Voldemort offered you a hug, would you accept? No. Would you accept? From the front or the back? (laughs) (laughs) It matters? Does it matter? Well, doesn't he have, isn't he like coming out the, Mm -hmm. like, isn't it in the one like in the one movie? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. What? Isn't he like a snake? Yeah, he is yeah, like, like a snake. snake. Yeah. Can you hug a snake? Well, in the form of Voldemort. If you like. So okay, <laughs> Dane hasn't watched uh, Harry Potter. Uh, That's last, true. Clearly. Last question. True story. <laughs> okay. Is double dipping at a party acceptable? Totally. But just don't get caught. Not oh. at a party. <laughs> Not at a party. Only at right. home. All right. Just don't get caught. That's all I got. I think. <laughs> You're not invited to anything. <laughs> I think uh, Debbie's going to win. Yay. Yeah, she had she had one more point than you did, Dane. That's okay. She so, always does. Thank you for coming into my corner. It's always warm here. My corner is 90 degrees all the time. All right. Thanks for inviting us. Oh, wait a second. My contractor was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's eighty nine. He, he cut the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I noticed when. So when you tell a joke like that, I mean, we, and it's a good Everybody joke. Everybody laughs. No, you, we don't get a wah 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 wah. You know? That's because yeah. I've got control charge. of the button. <laughs> um, curious about uh, over the years that you've been having live music at uh, PageMail. Think about what's like the funniest or the worst or the most rememberable like what's a what's a thing that happened in the context of live music at page mill that stands out in your mind that you want to share i mean mm. anything uh we we threw one uh one party so um uh in my musicianship as i've tried to become a musician and and, and live this dream of winemaker slash musician transitioning from poet winemaker to musician winemaker, um, uh, I've realized that having the venue is a really valuable thing. It's like when you were in high school and you had the PA, you, you know. Right, yeah, you're you, in charge. They wouldn't yeah. kick you out of the band, right. right? Well, I've got the venue, so no matter how much I suck, they're, they're going to keep me in the band. So um, so I've, um, so I've, what I did was I, I would try to do at the beginning, I would try to do fundraiser events because when it's a fundraiser, you know, nobody cares whether 
I suck because we know my band sucks or whatever. But the kids right? need the money because it's right. yeah. exactly. <laughs> so I'd do fundraisers, and then I would get, get new I would, shoes, and then I'd get a really cool band to follow me. So my band, we could play a, a you know small set, and then some a real musician would play, and then the, it's always you know they leave remembering the great music. Oh, and Dane's band played. I think they were good. Were they good? Yeah, I don't know, remember. It was mm-hmm. a, it was the kids. It's about the kids, um, and so we uh, we hired this band called Felson, which is a fabulous uh, a band headed by Andrew Griffin and uh, a Bay Area band, and they came out and played, and uh, and I think it was a Saturday evening, Saturday afternoon evening, and uh, and they were rocking it, and uh, a gal walked in the tasting room, and she was from Concanon. Uh huh. And it was when they were doing the the um, Shakespeare uh, at Concanon. Ah. Uh. And uh, if you've ever been at Page Mill Winery in the <laughs> yeah. afternoon, the wind that comes in the, the, the valley and flows down the valley, you can hear people talking at the softball field that's over by Robertson Park. Yes, right. When you're at the tasting room. Right. Which means the, the air is going, the wind's going right <laughs> past the winery and right I at gotcha. Concannon. Gotcha. And people were trying to listen to Shakespeare and all they could hear was Felsen playing rock and roll. Man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, awkward. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Awkward. So then from then on, I started checking the schedules and making sure we didn't over overlap like that because i didn't want to be a bad neighbor well that's good i think you answered rob's question you did yeah that's a great story it's a good story live music at, uh, and, yeah. the, and i will say again man you're selling yourself short as a musician you are great and yeah. i love and songwriter yeah and a good song well, yeah. bless you it's a it's, yeah. a it's a journey isn't it right yeah. it absolutely is right so um now uh we've done a lot of shtick but it's time for some more so uh, it's time for bad joke pass around. So the way this works is I have the I have the official Livermore Live Music bad pass around hat and some bad joke. Bad joke pass bad around. Joke, thank you. I can never get that right. No, you can't. Um, it's still a bad joke pass around. bad joke cards in here. So you can take a card and tell a joke. You can just tell a joke that you know, or you can pass. Cool. Can I start? Yeah. So um, uh, we were uh, working in the tasting room just last weekend and this horse walked walked into the tasting room and debbie looked at it and said why such a long face <laughs> <laughs> he's got control of the buttons right. i gotta laugh over here <laughs> no that's a great joke that's classic i love it all right i'm gonna go ahead and take one from the hat okay <laughs> what has eight legs eight arms and eight eyes i don't know eight pirates I. <laughs> I like it. All right, Kevin. You're going to have to come up with some more cards. They're getting, they're, they're dwindling. We're getting thin. Yeah. By the way, this yours to keep. Thanks. Oh, I should have taken a card. <laughs> There's still time. You could do two jokes, Dean. I needed a password with seven characters and a capital. I picked seven dwarves and carry Sacramento. Right. <laughs> I, I'd pick right. reading. Yeah, right. Okay, here we go. Bono and the Edge walked into a bar. The bartender said, not you two again. Ah. <laughs> that was gratuitous because I think you wrote these. <laughs> not, no, I don't write jokes. I just steal them. Gotcha. Um, so we're going to move on. But while we're passing cards around, by the way, I want to mention, so we've got these things. Uh, maybe a few bands have seen these in circulation, but this is a Livermore Live Music interband tip card. And What's Dane, that? you were yes, he's got What's one. What's yeah. that? 
What's yeah. that in your wallet? Like, and I was going to say, Dane, so Dane was the inspiration behind these cards because we went to see you guys play one night, and I put some money in your tip jar. And the next day, you guys happened to come and see us play, and you put some money in our tip jar. I said, what do you, just give me the $5 I bill. I put more right? in, there, in there than you, you did, You did, right, yeah. Well, you make just more saying, money than yeah. I <laughs> But it occurred to me that what we needed was an interband tip card where, like, I can tip you $1,000 as long as you tip it back to me the next day. <laughs> and so these interband tip cards are worth $1,000. And, and They're available for purchase <laughs> on livermorelivemusic.com. Yeah, right. So, we, so I put this in the tip jar. $1,000 piece. Yeah, you kind of do. And then and then that band's <laughs> supposed to go out. They don't have to give it back to the person that gave it to them. But you know, we want all the bands in Livermore to, to circulate these It's things. a way of saying, hey, I recognize you. You're doing a great job. Keep yeah, yeah you, yep. you killed it. And then uh, speaking of so uh, speaking of things that Livermore Live Music is doing, uh, I want to take a second to take the spotlight off you and mention we got a couple of other things that are coming up. So we have the website, and we have which is unbelievable, by the way. Well, thank you. I use it all the time. I mean, it's fabulous. Yeah. Well, we have a lot of fun. Believe it. Yeah, we have a lot of fun putting it together. Um, And we also have Spotlight. We have this podcast that we do where we're trying to you know help people who listen or or watch the shows get to know the venues and the bands better and want to go out and see that band or that venue, you know. Um, But we've got uh, some other things coming up we're very excited about. I'm not going to tell you all about them right now. But in 2020, there is a bunch of exciting things coming to you under the umbrella of Livermore Live Music. And one of them is our onstage product line. So onstage will be about bringing you the music of live music performers in Livermore. Sometimes there will be actual live music performances. Sometimes it'll be recordings that those live music performers have done. The first one of those products that will be out the door is our Compilation 2020 album, where we got um, 10 artists from the stable. I mean, there's 100 I don't, I, I've never counted, but there's a tremendous number of great artists out there. Uh, we had to limit it at some point, but we picked 10 uh, and put together uh, a compilation album of their songs. And we're going to put that out just about the time this episode airs. It should be available. So look on the website, look on the Facebook page for the compilation 2020 album. All of the proceeds to that are going to go to Livermore school music programs. Very cool. Yeah. And so I just wanted to mention that. Not It's not about page mail, so I'm taking the spotlight off of you. Um, and then, as I mentioned, we've got some other great, very exciting things that we're doing in, in 2020 that's all about trying to recognize and support and enhance the live music scene that's going on here in Livermore. Um, what do you got coming up? What's what's on your horizon in 2020 or beyond that uh, that you're excited about and you want to you tell us about? Well, we're still working on things, but of course we have music on the patio coming yeah. up. Um, we, are, are you music on the patio is a couple times a month? Yeah, right, right, and uh, especially when the when the nice weather comes back. Right, this this episode will air at a different time than we're recording it. Hopefully, the the weather's starting to turn about the time that that this gets out there. But um, I mean, as musicians, we love playing anytime, anywhere, but. When the weather's nice, when the weather's nice in Livermore, <laughs> yeah. which is only 250 days a year, right? It's, it's a little more fun. Yeah. yeah. And are you are you wanting to know what's coming up in terms of music? No, or, or, or sure, or, or music, or page mail, or your own lives. You know, what's on the <laughs> yeah? No, yeah, whatever you want to tell plans. us. What's, yeah, what's on the horizon? 
Um, well, uh, as far as page mill is concerned, um, we are always expanding and trying to improve that that venue. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure exactly what we're going to be able to change in the coming year, but um, but over time, yeah, if you look over the last five, 10 years, <laughs> it's really changed a lot. Yeah. Yep. And so we're continuing to try to make it a really good music venue. Um, well, it already is a really good mu- music venue, but you want to just keep up in the, up in the, keep game, up right? in the ante. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Personally, um, no more kids. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. 15, 12 and eight. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I've got a driver in the house in the next, although you're kind of getting a new. Ah, we're getting a new puppy. Oh, yeah. We're getting a golden doodle who comes to the house on the 15th. While we're on the topic, you have a couple of lovely daughters. I do. Yeah. I have twins, identical yeah. twins who are 23. Yeah. And they have they have flown the coop. They've started their lives. <laughs> They're doing pretty well. You awesome. can borrow mine. <laughs> or 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 his puppy. Him over anytime. Or his puppy. <laughs> Um, I think we're about there. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about? Questions we should have asked you? Um, just general philosophy about life and the universe. Anything? <laughs> That's a little broad, but you know, go, go with it. 42. <laughs> I didn't prepare for that. 42. Now, I should have warned you ahead of time, right? Can you push that over towards me? Oh. Oh, yes. I brought, oh. the, I brought this today um, specifically because, and it dovetails with what I was talking about. So not a, some people are just listening. Some people oh, okay. don't see. So, so I brought a bottle of, uh, of our GPS wine, which is, uh, which is a story in and of itself. But, but the reason I'm bringing it up is that it's a screw top. It's a red wine. It's a Rhone blend, and it's a screw top wine. So it's GPS, Grenache. Petit Syrah and Syrah. Yep. Um, so um, it's interesting in that um, in the same way that – um, I was trying to change uh, the mind of, of my neighbors and, and, and potentially my customers to look at a vineyard and and, and not see, uh, you know, a perfectly weed-free row is pretty, but rather understand why there's some weeds and it, it looks a little rugged and see that as beautiful. Um, at Page Mill, um, we're, we're using screw caps on uh, all of our whites, our rosé, and a few of our reds. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did a, a test with the 2016 GPS. We did some in cork, some in screw top. And um, without, uh, almost without exception, we poured them side by side. Mm-hmm. If, our, if our taster knew that one was a screw top and one was a cork, they picked the cork. But if they didn't know... Almost without exception, they pick the screw top. Interesting, because it, it's a fresher wine. It keeps it better. There's no cork taint, etc. So all that to say, um, Australia is almost 100% screw top. Um, it's a great closure, and it's 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 really weird that we're putting cork in bottles still to right. keep to keep this wine that I've worked years to try to bring you. Um, so have an open mind on screw caps and and weeds under vines are okay. They're right. good. Awesome, and and I would also mention. So GPS, I remember talking to you about this years ago, but you wanted that to become kind of a signature blend of the Livermore Valley. Right? I'd love for it to be. Yeah. So the Rhone Valley is known for their Grenache, Syrah, Mourvedre. Um, and Livermore Valley is not unlike the Rhone Valley climate-wise, et cetera. And so I wanted to pattern a blend off that. Uh, but Petit Syrah is really a signature varietal for Livermore Valley. So I took out the Mourvedre and I put in the Petit Syrah. Mm-hmm. And so it, in, in uh, the Rhone wines are called GSMs. So this would have been a G- GSP, but I put my marketing hat on and I said, if it's going to be my location wine, I should put the, I should swap. And then I put GPS. The GPS. And right. And you might want to uh, tell us about your little contest that you have, which uh, I actually won. 
You did. And yeah. so where if you if where in the world is your GPS? So huh? uh, if you tag yourself on our Facebook page, where and with your bottle, uh, where you've gone. And um, uh, when I went to Hawaii, I forgot to bring a bottle, so I I can't win for December. Okay. Can't even win my you own contest. Win your own contest. <laughs> <laughs> so then you get a bottle of GPS if you're the if you're uh, the best selection that month. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. But my picture was at Crater Lake. Uh, well I done. thought it was I thought it was beautiful. Well was, done. I mean beautiful backdrop and yeah, I won. Yeah. I won something. Yeah. I did. I did take you. You're I won a winner, Kevin. I'm a winner. <laughs> Yours, yay. No, <laughs> got one of those. Well, and, and in addition to all of the other great things that you talked about, I mean, it's just a great red blend. I love your GPS. It's yeah. fantastic, right? Thank you very kindly. It's definitely one of the most popular in the tasting room. Yeah, as, as it should be. Hey, thank you guys so much for coming down. I know you have busy schedules and for coming down and talking to us. We really yeah. appreciate it. Thanks for the website and everything you guys are doing. Oh, doing a great job. We appreciate that too. Uh, John and Doug, as always, man, thank you guys so much for having us here at Advanced Creative. Um, it's just a wonderful environment and we love being here. And uh, when you're out and about in Livermore and you're thinking of like, what should I do? Check the website and go see some live music because there's a lot of it out there. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you.